Welcome to Gold with Jeanette Schneider, nuggets of inspiration for a bigger, better, more purposeful life. Each week we share wisdom, insights, and gold from those living their very best lives. After 23 years in finance, I left my executive role to advocate for women and girls in life, love, the boardroom, and the marketplace. Now the CEO of Live Media, I am thrilled to create wellness-based content and technologies to help you level up and become more conscious of your ripple. The Live app launched Christmas Day for Apple iOS. This is purposeful content, big conversations, and a beautiful place for us to share our gold, our dreams, and create community. Gold is a Live Media production brought to you from the sound studio at the Live headquarters. JC Gossett believes that if you're not moving, you're dying. In addition to helping her manage stress, JC recognized her love for dance by the way it always made her feel more like herself. It is the thing that lights her up, energizes her, and makes her feel connected to the universal energy that surrounds us. She's on a mission to get the world to dance and move as a way to express energy and cleanse the body. Whatever creative movement makes your body happy, JC wants you to do more of that. JC is the founding teacher and the vice president of experience at The Class by Taryn Toomey. After a successful dance career on stage and in front of the camera, including hosting and producing a project on the Travel Channel called Dance the World, JC immersed herself in an intensive study of various forms of movement. As JC was seeking a powerful new space to help others heal, she serendipitously reconnected with Taryn Toomey and became one of Taryn's first teacher trainees, teaching her first class in January 2014. She has since brought the Class by Taryn method to sold-out audiences across the world. She currently oversees a teacher training program and uses her unique brand of movement-driven wisdom to masterfully educate and elevate new leaders of the class, practice across the country and Canada. As a teacher of the class, she guides her students to move across the intensity of the surface to seek the empowering, expressive freedom within. Today, JC and I discuss the therapeutic benefits of dance and movement, the physical and emotional release that it brings, and how it gives us a deeper connection to our mind, body, and soul. Let's dig in. I'm so excited to have on Gold with me today, JC Gossett. Thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I am as well. I have been just involved in your Instagram, all of your posts, (laughs) because I truly believe in the importance of moving our bodies and not just for physical expression, but for emotional as well. And it seems that that is what you live and breathe every day. That is pretty much pretty much it. If we're not moving, you know, you've heard the saying, we're dying. Um, and, you know, one of the things that has helped me always in my life and as people ask me, like, how I got into movement and what was my story and journey to get there, movement was the thing that just always made me feel more like myself. It made me feel better. It helped me find ways to manage stress and tension. But I really, as I look back, it's like all of the moments in time where um, I felt maybe overwhelmed or life was getting to a place that it was getting unmanageable. I had I had deviated from my movement practice. Mm. So that speaks I'm so sure deeply. A lot to of me. people can relate. Yeah. Well, I've noticed that whenever I'm having a really hard time, kind of, it's because I haven't gone to the gym. I haven't. Yeah. I, I practice yoga regularly. Um, I am not the best dancer. <laughs> But I have gone to movement classes that like at first I was nervous and then I was like, I'm just going to live in this space. And I was surprised at how deeply I needed to take up space. I needed to move my arms. I needed to feel bigger. Yes. And I was like, wow, this is really 
powerful when you have yeah. some type of kind of like, I feel like it's almost like you're grounding into your body and you're taking ownership of it. Yep. It's like this Absolutely. Really beautiful practice. How, so you had a movement practice. You're a, a trained dancer. Um, and then you moved into the class. And I know that yep. that's been this really beautiful undertaking that it looks like it's sweeping the nation by storm. Um, I know that <laughs> we you hope had, so. Well, I know that you travel. literally, we hope it's sweeping and cleaning our bodies everywhere. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that visualization. That's amazing. Well, I think it's kind of, it's so important. Like I look at the pictures and that's why I think I love following what you guys are doing because I look at the pictures and you see pure release and pure joy. Talk to me a little bit about how people come to the class, what their mm-hmm. experience is, and then how they leave. I want to know about that kind of transition. Totally. So people find us, I would say, a combination of word of mouth of, you know, their friend comes and they call someone up they love and they're like, I, I just had this incredible experience at this thing. I don't know what happened, but you got to come with me next time. So I think a lot of it is through someone having an experience, it impacting them and then them wanting to, someone wanting to share it with someone that they love or thinks that they'll enjoy the experience. And then also, like you said, you're following on social media. Um, we are getting our message out that way. So it, we have a, we have a percentage of people that come and first find us for the physicality because they're, we're known for a very intense and um, thorough ringing out of the physical body that you're going to have a great workout. So I think people come in the door sometimes for that first lens of the physicality. And then what they experience is the emotional release. And like you said it, when you're looking at the pictures and you're seeing pure release and pure joy, um, those moments of the class that they may not have anticipated would have happened that leave a long lasting effect for them. Because we all know that moving our body is important and we try to get in our fitness throughout our day or throughout our week. But I think the conversation we're all in right now is how the movement practice is really, really setting you up for mental health Mm -hmm. and, uh, taking care of yourself on an emotional level. So they're feeling those effects, which, I find ends up bringing us, bringing people back because you connect, we prioritize what we're, what we feel the most connected to and exercise can feel kind of like this thing that we have to do. And then we do it. And then we think about something else while we're doing it because we don't love it so much. But what we're doing in the class is really practicing life as we're moving the body. So when you have those types of emotional release and you feel yourself tending to your mental care and your emotional care, that ends up being the thing that makes you want to come back. I love that. I I love specifically that you talked about mental health because I think one of the things that we are so afraid to do as a society is feel our way through our emotions. And that can be a very, so when I've done movement classes, um, I, there's something called vent here in Las Vegas and Mm. I've gone to one of those classes and I, I actually got emotional a couple of Mm. times because all of a sudden with this realization that like, I'm, I'm feeling my way into my body, I'm realizing all the ways I'm playing small. Right. And I had this kind of emotional connection and, and tears started to come. And I think 
it's such a beautiful thing when you can provide people with an outlet and a place that's safe and everyone's doing the same thing, right? They're getting their workout. But at the same time, they're able to connect with parts of themselves that when they get in the car and they drive home, they probably aren't you're not going to be like, let me work through all of these feelings that I have. Um, mm-hmm. so you're giving them the space and the place to be able to do that. Have you had anyone share any stories of catharsis or any type of moments that they've had that have been mind blowing? Yeah, definitely. Um, all, all, all the stories. I mean, we, we have had the privilege to have people come through the class and use the method of it to, work with specific traumas that they've experienced in their life, either old or current people working through grief of losing loved ones, um, big career changes, uh, divorces, marriages, um, redefining themselves, like coming in, working on very specific patterns that they're looking to shift. But what you were sharing of, of having that safe space to, begin to feel into your emotions because they're, they're incredibly informative. Like, thank goodness we have emotions. (laughs) Thank goodness that, um, that it's designed in that way because they are transmitting very valuable information. But like you were saying, this conditioning of, you know, they're inconvenient and actually we don't really want to feel them because Mm -hmm. they kind of get in the way sometimes. And there's this expectation to just not have emotions and especially in the corporate world and the business world. And, um, but what we, we know is that they're, they are there. And the more you ignore them, the more they begin to wreak havoc on your mind and your body and your heart and your life. So once you begin to put the body in motion, because as you are feeling, um, it, it goes beyond just what is happening in your brain, like you're thinking and then you're feeling. And as we study the way that the body works and emotions and trauma, it gets stored in the body and the physicality, whatever it is that you can't process or necessarily make sense of, where does it go? It gets stored into the body. So as we start to move all of the unfelt, all of the unprocessed, all of the like, yeah, you know, I haven't really necessarily thought about these aspects of where I'm feeling small. We begin to be able to move them. And then how beautiful the body has this system of cleansing of tears. Wow. Incredible. That when you hit on those pockets of truth or pockets of stored emotion or unseen or unsaid, this beautiful release of tears or sound or laughter or, um, deep sighs can come to help ourselves heal. I love that. I think it's so beautiful. I have this huge smile on my face as you're talking. For those people who feel separate from their body, right? They have their own body issues, body image um, concerns. They don't own their body or feel separate from it. What advice would you give with the past, like the history that you have in movement and your own experience? What advice would you give those folks? Yeah. Get, get to know your body. You know, like you said, I think that we, we can just kind of, it becomes this thing we carry around. We have a love hate relationship with it. We know we love it, but we know we need it, but we don't necessarily love it. Mm -hmm. Um, so getting to know your body, like you would get to know your friend or your partner or your boyfriend or like, 
talking to it, um, everything that you can do to actually use it and be present when you're using it. So that can be everything from doing uh, exfoliating body scrubs, being in the bath, taking care to put really, really um, delicious body oil on after the shower and like pay attention to the physicality because having your own sensation of your hands on your body and, and, and knowing what your own body is, is going to take some of that gray, uh, on kind of like not concrete relationship that you have with it and make it a little more solidified. And then that goes with moving too. So if we're disconnected from our bodies, chances are most of the time when we're in our head and then we're thinking when we're moving, we begin to enter the space of more feeling and less thinking. So for some of the people that I work with, um, it'll, it'll just be putting your body in motion and whatever physicality that you resonate with, whether it's lifting weights, whether it's dancing, whether it's yoga, like what makes your body happy, start to go down that path. But if you really think about it, it's like, if you're going to, if you want to deepen your relationship with anything, you have to spend time using it. You have to spend time in conversation with it. So you're, you're entering a dialogue of getting to know your own body. I love that. I feel, so I feel that very deeply because as I get older, <laughs> there are parts mm-hmm. of my body that are a little bit more, um, not interested in changing. And yeah. I've gotten into this place where it's kind of, um, grounding into it and owning it and loving it and feel the way it moves and the way I hug my child and the way I yeah. feed it and the way I, you know, put on delicious smelling, um, lotions and yeah. bathe and do everything with intention. And in those moments, I try to create sensory experiences so that I can have a relationship with my body rather than it just be, and I think you said it very well, like this thing that comes along with you. It's, you know, we kind of consider it just this thing that we're kind of stuck with a lot of times as opposed to like having a deep relationship with it where we're like I have to take care of this this temple and the other thing too is that true movement it's not just a spiritual or emotional release there's also the science of removing toxins from your body um, working on your uh, parasympathetic nervous system there's so many science-based um uh, studies and, and proof that moving your body, of course, helps your cardiovascular system and all of these things. But we have a tendency to sometimes separate ourselves from that. I'm curious for you, um, you, this is your lifestyle. What does yeah. your day look like? Do you have a practice? Do you wake up in the morning and do certain things? What does that look like? Yeah, yeah. Um, my day... It, it shifts from day to day depending on how much I'm teaching. And in my role, I'm also, uh, I'm the VP of experience at the class. And a lot of what my role is, is directing the teacher training and development program for our teachers. So that looks like taking other teachers' classes, observing our own teachers, other teachers outside of the class as we scout for, for teachers. So and then the, when I'm not teaching class or doing anything like the sort, then I'm in our headquarters in our, our office in Tribeca. So my day can be in various different places that requires lots of different outfit changes. And, <laughs> so you just and carry a bag with you. <laughs> oh my gosh. My mom still to this day calls me the bag lady. She's like, when are you no longer going to be the bag lady? You just carry multiple bags everywhere you go. Um, so it, what, what is, what I found that helps me, especially I'm in, in New York city, it's chaotic. They're carrying all of the bags and I, 
I do my my day gets set up the best when the mornings are just for myself. So if that means I have to wake up two hours before I have anything that I need to show up for and have that time just for myself, then that's how I feel my best for the rest of the day. And in the in that time, because I'm moving my body so much throughout the day, I, I'm not starting with a movement practice unless potentially it's a day that I'm not moving or I've had a couple of days where I'm not moving, but I'm moving my body so much that in the morning, what feels good to me is having quiet, drinking my hot water and lemon and apple cider vinegar, being very clear as I plan out my day, how I'm going to spend my time, what my priorities are, making sure I leave my house with, with a substantial amount of healthy food <laughs> to sustain my energy. And being really well prepared. I feel that my, my self care for myself that feels right for me is making sure that I'm prepared for my day. Mm -hmm. When I'm not prepared, I don't feel like I'm taking good care of myself. That's when I'm like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't, you know, bring, bring a lunch or bring a snack. So now I'm in that place where I'm hungry and I'm crashing and I don't want to eat, or I didn't bring the right change of clothes or figure out what my priorities were. And my energy doesn't feel as potent. It feels kind of dissipated. So the mornings and the evenings are, the buffers of time that I dedicate solely for myself and self-care. I think that's such a huge message to create almost like the priorities and the planning for the day. I'm, I'm building out a big project right now. I have an app that's coming, um, that's launching Christmas. Cool. Yeah. I'm Congrats. Really, thank you. Um, and I have to tell you, it's around wellness and self-care. <laughs> that's the one area mm -hmm. where I have struggled. And it's really- We all do. Yeah. yeah it's really do. funny. Like, even if you're in the life, in the lifestyle, oh, yeah. you have to get into this place where you're like, okay, what are my priorities for today? How do I make today flow? Because it's the days where I'm just running out of the house, taking my daughter to school and like yep. running with my calendar that I eat poorly. I miss, yep. I miss the gym. I, yep. I don't meditate. And then that adds up. So yes. I love that message that creating like almost like what are my priorities today and what do I need to take with me um, mm -hmm. so that I have the tools that I need to have the most successful day. I think that's beautiful. Today Gold is brought to you by Live Media and the Live app, now available on the Apple App Store. We believe that a healthy you today leads to a healthier world tomorrow. To that end, we have created accountability features and a platform of curated coaches and thought leaders in a wide variety of areas, all to bring each person to their best self as a whole and healthy individual. We do this through time-proven tools that offer personal accountability, measurable growth, a support system, and community. At all times, live guests have access to an accountability coach or to our network of coaches through email submission. Whether you simply want to goal set with a little support or have a coach provide you a monthly plan, we've got you. The team at Live has worked so hard to provide you something special, and since we love giving gifts and self-development is our thing, what better time to offer a gift to build out your 2020 vision than now? For a limited time, all guests who download the app will receive full VIP access for 30 days. That means goal setting, talks, challenges, and a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a Live Method coach to start your new year off right. Search Live Media Inc. in the Apple App Store or link to us through our Instagram account at loveisviral.media or mine at ms.janetteschneider. This offer won't last, so sign up now and happy new year and new decade. From the Live fam to you. Um, what makes you feel the most alive? Oh, 
makes me feel the most alive. Being being in nature, being outside in the natural elements just lights up every cell in my body. I be in the sun, being in the ocean, on the beach, being surrounded by trees and green, like all the natural, the, the natural elements make me just feel the most electric and alive movement for sure. When I'm moving my body, I feel connected. I feel more energized, tapped into source energy, universal energy, um, and music is a music is a big part of that for me, and probably because of my background as a dancer. And the class is a music driven practice. Uh, listening to music and being in music, moving specifically to music on the beat, also gives me that feeling of alive. I love that. I think that music for me has been. I have playlists based on what I need. <laughs> so like, if I am, I like, I need to bring it down a notch. I have a playlist for that. That's really mellow. I have one for like when I'm just like in the really creative mood, and then I have one where I'm like, I need to go slay some dragons. And I like it's it's like basically my mental health like on <laughs> in a playlist because I think it's so important that we find the things that light us up and we find the things that make us feel alive so that when we have those moments of disconnect or those moments of overwhelm we have these touch points that we can go back to and I agree with you nature to me I actually was just in San Francisco recently and we went to the Mirror Woods and we're walking so through the nice. the redwoods and. It's wow. just like prayerful for me. Like I actually get yeah. into a place of, of prayer, um, yep. and solitude and it just where I'm, I feel like I'm kind of like, I'm grounded. I'm good. Everything that exists outside of this forest is unimportant in this moment. Yep. And I think if you can get into that headspace and I think create practices for yourself and know what lights you up and, and have those little touch points, I think that that's so incredibly valuable. I'm curious for you. I know that you've had a long history with dance. Um, mm -hmm. Do you feel that when people come to movement that they're first nervous? Do they, are they hesitant? Like, what do you do when people yeah. come in and they're kind of just standing there, co like confused and worried? Yeah. <laughs> the deer, the deer, the deer in the headlights. Well, what, even though my first, my first uh, modality was dance that I fell in love with. I recognize that even though I believe in my soul, everybody's a dancer. I believe that if I believe that dancing is literally you just moving your body in a way that feels creative, mm. doesn't mean choreography. It doesn't mean performance. Um, but so what I realized over time was that even though I love dance and I was a, I was a percentage of people that felt that way, but everybody didn't feel that way. There was a lot of conditioning and at, I traveled around the world. I studied movement. I looked at the history and the roots of dance and all these different cultures. And from the beginning of time, we all moved, we all danced and we would do that in prayer and ritual. We would do it for the, the, the harvesting of crops. We would do it when there was a wedding or there was a mourning or there was a birth or there was, uh, um, you were choosing your mate. So I think over time it kind of, we got, it became bred out of us in a way where it was no longer part of uh, a human passage or a human right and something that we did on a day-to-day -day basis. But it then kind of turned into this thing that you would be, you would be shy about because I think we weren't doing it enough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when I, when people hear the word dance, I think they feel like, oh my gosh, I'm, it's something that I, that I'm going to be either judged upon or, 
I'm going to be good at it or not good at it. And we all probably have some story. I mean, I have stories of being in grammar school and, you know, you, you get laughed at or someone tells you that you dance too big or too much. And we start collecting these experiences and then we form an idea that we either can dance or we can't dance. <laughs> so I think the word dance in itself can be triggering for people, but what is beautiful about the class is the the movement that we were doing it it is movement in a creative way that is about expressing energy and cleansing the body but it is not at all in in executing shapes for a specific aesthetic or choreography or performance. So once people, I think, understand that, that this is, this is not about performing something or an execution of it in a, in a pleasing way, it's purely based on moving how you feel and however you feel is right. So however you move is right. That alleviates some of, like you're saying, the the terror or the, or the fear Mm -hmm. But depending on what your relationship is with your body and how comfortable you are in it at that point in your life and how much you move it or don't move it will set you up on onto how into your entry point of probably your first and second class of, of how comfortable you feel. But just like anything, if it's super foreign to you, mm-hmm. you kind of just need to do it and you need to do it again and again and again. And then you recognize that nothing terrible happens. No one laughs at you. <laughs> no one, no one, like nothing happens. You don't die. Right? <laughs> the, the, the person next to you doesn't look at you and say something horrible. Like you move and then you're like, wow, actually that was probably terrifying. And what we, what we journey on in class is, is really watching things come up and getting very curious about it. So what I, what I find so interesting for people is when they do allow themselves to get curious around the story they have about moving their body, that's where incredible insights come. Oh, you know? I love that. Well, yeah, because I think that's one of those self-awareness techniques where it's like if you can be curious about your emotions, if you can be curious about the stories that you have in your head, if you can be curious about the way you react when you're in conflict – and and be in that space of observation of self mm-hmm. as opposed to in your head and reacting or having to win or having to close it down. I think that that's just a life lesson. <laughs> I think that's like one mm-hmm. of the things like people have to take with them is this kind of let me study myself. Let me allow myself to be known. Um, it's such a beautiful way of, I think, navigating the world as opposed to having these kind of rigid, rigid expectations of what you should look like, how you should right. move, how you should behave, how you should speak, how you should interact with others. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really beautiful. I, it was funny. So I took my daughter to a dance class. She's eight and she wasn't sure what to think. And even though like she would dance and she would get so, totally silly, but what I appreciated about it was the look on her face. I will never forget. It was like ear to ear smile, wow, head hung back, like pure open heart. And I'm like, so that's so free, right? If we mm-hmm. can get to that place of being so free and allowing our emotions to to flow through us, like what a beautiful place. I love yeah. it. I love it. Um, so questions for you. If you were to look at a younger JC, mm-hmm. what advice would you give her? And how old would she be? Oh, she may, she may be around your daughter's age. When you said eight for, I was like, yes, eight year, eight year old thinking about your eight year old daughter. And, and in that dance class, like going very clearly back to myself at eight in my in dance class, 
my my advice to 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 my younger self and i would say probably from 8 to 12 would be to tell myself that you'll find a way to make it happen on terms that work for you mm. spend less time measuring yourself by how it looks for other people that's really powerful i think especially raising a little girl receiving a lot of information about how things should and shouldn't be. Like, mm -hmm. can you imagine the power if they didn't believe that? Yeah. And I didn't, I, you know, I'm the only girl in my family and I was the only person that danced. I, I have a, a, a five other, uh, I grew up with five boys in my family and, um, my, I, I didn't feel like in my family, the, we we had a difference of the things that we were connected to. Like I was connected to dance and travel and um, kind of more of a bit of a free spirit. And I, I spent a lot of time worrying that things weren't going to happen for me like they did for other people because I, I didn't, how it looked for them didn't feel right for me. Mm. That's like, that's very wise, right? At that, to have that kind of awareness that like, that's not right for me. Um, rather than feeling wrong, right? Like rather than yes. feeling that it's like I'm wrong because I'm not fitting into mold, but like, hey, that doesn't that doesn't work for for me, and I've right. got my own path. And I think that's really that's really powerful. If you were to be leaving this earth and you wanted to leave mm. behind gold nuggets of wisdom and inspiration for those mm. you're leaving, the next generation, whatever that may be, what would that look like? My advice would be to learn early the difference between healthy and toxic relationships when it comes to friendships, love, and your career. Mm. Learn to learn it early, like learn what healthy love is and how that applies to all of your relationships and what unhealthy love is. A men. <laughs> I, so I wrote a book <laughs> and part of it was on relationships. And it was so funny because my publisher came back to me and was like, Hey, so like everything in the book, every other chapter is really strong except for your section on relationships. And I was mm. like, yeah, that's because I haven't had a healthy <laughs> relationship. So he's, he was like, you're going to have to go figure out how you feel about it. So I had, I, I ordered all these books on anger and intimacy and conflict and healthy relationships and boundaries so that I could read it all mm -hmm. so I could frame an opinion and I started dating my current partner at the same time and as he came over one night and I was like I just want you to know that I have all these books about marriage and anger and intimacy and it's not any pressure for you I'm legit writing a book right now and he's like oh my god you have a roadmap and I'm like I do and he's like can I it's read amazing. it so I gave him the chapter because and we framed our relationship on that, on that chapter, wow. because it was, I, I agree with you. Unfortunately, it's usually at a very advanced age, unless you yeah. have a mentor in your life or someone who's kind of got their hand around your shoulder yeah. and, and guiding you that you realize like, maybe I shouldn't put up with some of the things I do and maybe I'm worth more yes. than I'm accepting. Yes. And we say something a lot at the class and Natalie, my colleague, and the, she's a, also a founding teacher at the class. She will often say, what is familiar is not necessarily good for you. Mm, that's so powerful. 
Because we get into these, like, I remember someone telling me one time, like, complacency is death. When we're comfortable and we're complacent and we're, we just are kind of sitting in familiar relationships and patterns, that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that they're healthy. It doesn't mean that you're mm-hmm. growing. And unfortunately, one of the things that I have to share with people who are in the self-development space is growth is not comfortable. <laughs> like, no, but it, it is very uncomfortable. So and worth, worth it, though. So worth it. I mean, it. and when you really think about it, it's like if anything grows, if you watch a plant grow, if you watch anything really change its state, of course, it's going to come with strong sensation. Mm. You know, you're going from one thing to the next. That is, it, it doesn't, uh, it's not like just like magic wand, you know, you're actually like forming something totally new and, and turning something over. Um, which when you, when you think about it that way, like, of course, it's going to come with strong feelings. Yeah. No, feel the feelings, move your body. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like the, feel these, it are, all. these are the Keep- lessons. Mm-hmm. Feel your way through it. I love it. I want to thank you so much for being on Gold with me today and sharing your thank you. nuggets of wisdom. Um, if people want to find you, where should they go? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram. My name is JC Gossett, and you can learn more about the class at theclass.com. We are uh, live streaming now, so we have a digital studio. So uh, if you go to our website, you can learn about all of the places we offer the class, which is in New York City, Los Angeles, Vancouver. We have a residency in Miami. And then throughout the year, we do all this incredible programming, four-day retreats, two-day retreats, one-day retreats, a week-long retreat, and all these different beautiful locations if you want to join us that way or join our digital platform and stream into our classes in New York City. Brilliant to do the digital platform very very wise um thank you very much you have thank been you so, much. so sweet to share everything with us and i'm just pleased to know you thank you have a great rest of your day thank you for joining me today i love talking with jc about the power of dance and movement and its connection to the health of our mind body and soul remember we are all dancers at heart we only need to move our bodies in a creative way that feels right and good for us get out there and dance You can find JC on Instagram at jcgossett, and you can find more information on the class at theclass.com. As always, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and don't forget to share with your friends. You can find me on Instagram at either ms.janetteschneider or the live movement at loveisviral.media or live at loveisviral.com. Get deep in the work with me to uncover your messaging before you pass it on to your children or the people you influence. Order my book, Lore, Harnessing Your Past to Create Your Future, available on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. Until next time, in the words of my grandma, love each other every day.